0: Alright, hey everybody, Uh, this is Spoilers Only Please, episode 2, and and today we're going to be talking about Game Night, which came out a couple weeks ago, Um, and we just want to say thank you, also side note, to all of you who listened to our first episode last week, we really appreciate the support, we had a lot more listeners than we thought we were going to. We heard a lot of, I didn't
1: listen to the whole thing, but I did listen to it, I was like, hey, that counts, we'll take that.
0: It was a lot of fun uh, putting that out, and we just enjoy putting out content, so thank you, for, and thank you to all the people who support that.
1: Uh, in case you forgot who we were, I'm Tyler Chavez.
0: I'm Tate Beckerer.
1: And I'm Riley Bradford, and I haven't spoken yet. <laughs> Broke <laughs> through that barrier. Yeah, there we go.
0: All right. So, so game yeah.
1: night. Um, how do we want to start? Because I was pleasantly surprised by this.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I saw the trailers um, a few months ago. And I was just like, uh, just like another one of those mediocre Jason Bateman movies. That's yeah. that's what I was yeah. looking at it as. And then I just, it, yeah, kind of. It was I mean, just I was, really smart. I, I
2: came think. in yes. very specti- skeptical. Skeptical. There you go. Um, you there talk. we go. Um, to the film, just because, when, like you said, I saw it was sort of B list actors doing a movie that didn't seem like it was being released at the, the best release time. Release
1: window of it makes it seem like you know the studio didn't really want to focus on it. But it was fun. It was so much fun. I think
2: anyone, like, no matter how like well crafted you wanna argue it was or wasn't, it was a fun film. I had a good time watching it.
1: Yeah, I had a very good time. It was it was smart, but it was also like jokes aren't gonna fly over your head. Like you don't need to know comedy to know this Mm -hmm. movie. Mm -hmm. Like if you're just looking for a funny movie with a lot of stuff going down, a lot of unexpected things (laughs) happening, it's really well done and it's really funny and again like when you take a look at the the cast of this hat it's a strained ensemble it's not one of those comedy films that um you know it's like the same three people that are always in movies together Mm um but i really enjoyed it i loved it
0: yeah um so this movie was directed by john francis daly and jonathan goldstein and uh i was looking at their imdb pages and it looks like they kind of are they're they're basically a duo um they're kind of actors, kind of directors. They're like one of, one of those, yeah. And they they directed uh, Vacation back in 2015, the National Lampoon semi-reboot sequel yeah. thing, which was okay. I, was I thought it was funny, that. but it was okay. Um, and then there was... And, that, and then apparently they're signed on to do the Flashpoint movie for DC.
1: Which, which is a huge jump. You're talking about two mm-hmm. guys who really haven't been directing that much. And all of a sudden, they're being handed the ropes to what potentially could be DC's biggest movie yet, which I think says a lot more about how DC is handling its franchise. But we can talk about that another I don't know. time.
0: It's just yeah, it's just they. Vacation was <laughs> was the kind of movie that was like, you know, I was skeptical about seeing it, and then I saw it, and I was like, mm, that that had its moments. It was forgettable. It, but yeah, it was forgettable. But you could tell that it was like smart people behind it, or. Passionate, at least, and I think that you know, game night is not based on anything else. Vacation was, um, and this was an original idea, which I, I read a little bit about how they got on for it. They rewrote some of the script for this movie, and they were not going to do that unless they were going to be able to direct it. So I guess they really, really liked the idea.
2: I really liked um, the way they started the film, simply because they really didn't want to like. You, I go, knew going into it, I knew what was going to happen. Vaguely, because I'd seen the trailer. I was like, all right, yeah. Game Night gone wrong. But starting with its infertility got a laugh out of me immediately. And I thought, like, okay, that's a subplot I didn't see coming. And that's something I want to see through to fruition. Like, mm-hmm. what does this have to do with Monopoly?
1: Yeah, like, how, how does this man's inability to conceive... Like, how does this relate to him being yeah, him competitive, being competitive yeah. game yeah. Yeah. That was a good... And I think the other thing, too, is the writer behind this, Mark Perez... Also, relatively very unknown guy. He was a part of this Disney's writers program. He was an inaugural member, and to just give a highlight of his previous credits, he wrote <laughs> Kirby Fully Loaded* with uh, Lindsay Lohan, and Disney's *The Country Bears*. That,
0: that movie was so scary I as a the kid.
1: Bears.
0: It's like giant animatronic bears. It's so <laughs> just one of them's like
1: one of them's adopted by a human family. Yeah. So you're talking uh, about a glow up going from two two of those to relatively nothing he kind of did nothing yeah. for a while and now this really smart piece well i'm,
2: I'm careful to call it a glow-up simply because i don't believe like the this isn't a launching pad for them in any way i think mm-hmm. it was a fun time but i don't think it's going to get any acclaim it's not gonna I, it didn't do great in the box office it's just it's mm-hmm. more a little more than passable which for me in a comedy it's a surprise these days because a lot of the comedies we're seeing are subpar at best
0: by the I'm way, gonna, we we didn't mention this last week, but the title of our podcast is called Spoilers Only Please. So if you don't want this movie spoiled for you, and you shouldn't get this movie spoiled for you by the way in my opinion. You should see this with an open mind. It's it's just like that good of a movie that you should just go it, in and and we so like don't listen to this if you haven't seen it yet and you think parts, you want to.
1: Listen to the first like 10 minutes. And that's the interesting thing because riley you mentioned this about how the film and the trailers like reveals that oh this is a game night gone wrong but there's still more to come Mm -hmm. with that like it could have been very easy if they just said game night gone wrong and they just threw these normal people into a wacky situation situation and said all right let's see what happens but it just kept on growing and there was more twist and you get into involvement with um Max, the main character's brother, who was played by Kyle Chandler, who turns out to be a black market dealer, who is being targeted by this international criminal that's played by Michael C. Hall. I miss him. Good to see him still doing stuff. Um, it just kind of kept going. Like they, I think, a yeah. lesser quality movie would have just stopped with Game Night Gone Wrong.
0: Yeah. Well, the the whole sub, the the whole like basic plot to this movie is that Jason Bateman's character. Um, what's his name again? Max. Max, yeah. So Jason Bateman's character <laughs> is like a very competitive guy, and it starts off with how he met his wife at like this this bar, like a game night night at a bar. Trivia night. And yeah. they're both like super competitive, and they're on opposite teams, and so that was cool. And then uh, it kind of goes through their life like as they were dating and then got married and all this stuff. And But the whole time, uh, then they, they reference this idea that Jason Bateman has been like very – Competitive ever since he was a kid, especially when with his brother, who's always been like a step ahead of him, yeah, and had, he's better. he's never he's like the only person he's never actually beat in a game, and that was that was a good it's a good setup good setup for his great. character. So
2: and I think without the subplots of this movie, it would really be just stealing the Tropic Thunder formula. Like going into it, I was worried that it would be like Tropic Thunder for those who aren't familiar with the two thousand eight. Film. Yeah, it's 8. 2008 yeah. 2008 film oh, tropic really? thunder. It's about a film crew that is set into Vietnam thinking they're filming but in reality they're in the middle of a drug war. And like it's very the this movie is very similar to that but the subplots of this movie and some of the character actors make it feel brand new and I think you realize that slowly as it goes through cuz up to the point where suddenly things go to sh- go go wrong um, <laughs> and, trying to, and trying, and to trying to censor ourselves today and it is difficult for one of us um no, up to the point where like things start going wrong and one of the actors playing like their fake kidnapping game gets shot by real thugs, or real thugs, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you immediately go, oh, Tropic Thunder. But then like the subplots and the way it splits off, and shout out to two of my favorite actors for sure in this film, Billy Magnuson and Lamorne Morris. Lamorne Morris from New Girl, Billy Magnuson. I recently saw him. He's in Black Mirror. He's in Friends from College. Um, both carried the subplots I thought they had. Mm-hmm. Especially Lamorne Morris's obsession with who, which celebrity his girlfriend slept with. That was the that best payoff. Ever. This is so a very
1: funny part. The fact that um, so after Max's brother gets kidnapped by these thugs, um, each of the couples get separated. So you have Max and his wife Annie, played by Rachel McAdams. You have uh, Ryan, played by Billy Magnuson, who brings this older woman from work to try to prove that he doesn't only just date like instagram, instagram models. models and she's yeah. played by sharon horgan and then you have lamorne <laughs> morris and his wife uh michelle played by kylie bunbury who fun fact is related to teal bunbury of the new england revolution major league soccer team so they get separated yeah. and each of these couples has their own little subplot so um Kevin is trying to figure out which celebrity Michelle slept with. She won't tell him because she, she knows that it it'll, it'll
0: just get worse afterwards. And that the whole time, like they'll be in this really intense moment, and then all of a sudden he'll just be like, "It was Billy Bob Thornton, wasn't it?" Yeah. yeah. And the, it, it, that that joke there just was, really uh, killed the whole time.
1: There's one moment when they get trapped. One of the other couples traps them in a room, and uh, when uh, when Michelle says like, you "Can't burn down the door," like the smoke's gonna rise, we're gonna get trapped in here. Kevin just goes like. Oh, you sleep with, sleep with Bill Nye, the science guy? He told you that when you slept with him? And it's just this constant... <laughs> I think in a lot of cases, like, would just be like a skit, but it just keeps going with each couple, it and really it's good. so uh-huh. funny.
2: And then you have the second best subplot, in my opinion, which is Jesse Plemons oh. playing Gary the easily, oh. easily my favorite easily character in the movie. Oh my God. So, he, so,
0: so basically, he's Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams' neighbor and Very and, and he used to go over to their they, they would hold game nights at their house and he he's recently been divorced uh, from this woman he's like still in love with um, but he, he'll like creepily just like stand by the mailbox <laughs> to like ma- like see if they're like having people over that oh, night yeah. and he'll ask them and then he's just like really jealous and uh, it's but but it's so the same he's unsettled. just so socially awkward and you think that maybe he's gonna have something to do with like being an antagonist in the movie. And like towards the end, like he actually does end up having yeah. a pretty significant yeah. role, which I was think... just smart. Like there were there were so many. It, in a way, it was kind of like Tropic Thunder, where it was like levels of the story yeah. revealed throughout, and and that 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 very much made sense. Like Tropic Thunder, I think, is really like one of like really smart comedy. It's honestly one of my favorite comedies mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie was like like that in a way in which. There, there was, like, the basic plot, which was Kyle Chandler saying, like, okay, I'm gonna have all of you over to my house, and then Jason Bateman was like, oh, he just wants to show off this house he's, like, renting, and it's, like, because su- yeah, he's, yeah. he's supposedly, he's, what does he say? Oh, no, this is,
1: this is Brooks, this is Kyle Chandler. Yeah,
0: he says that he <coughs> invested in Panera, invested and that's why he has Panera, so much money, but he's really, a like. a
1: weird detail, which I found hilarious. Yeah. They said, like, it's oh, just he place apple salad. Oh, I don't was, know why, but I found that to be hilarious. There was a lot of product placement in this yeah, but it, I, I like product
0: placement when it works, you know, like when it, when it works. But anyway, so there's the basic plot where he just has them over and he's like, it's a different kind of game night. We're not going to play board games. We're going to do this like murder mystery where these actors are going to come over and take one of us and we're going to have to like go through and find out who it is. But since he's actually in the black market, they don't know that. Uh, some people actually come and take him at the same the same <laughs> night, and he's all like, like everyone just totally thinks it's not yeah real. There's this, so there's that's this whole fight yeah.
1: sequence through his, uh through his house and his kitchen, and the other couples are just sitting there on the sofa Gee, uh, like, wow, uh, this is so. Have you tried this cheese? So like, it's realistic, so good.
0: <laughs> this is so, like they really practice this, and and so there's that, and then there's the whole subplot under that where. Um, they all they they all go after that to like find him because they think that if they find Brooks they win the the game night yeah. so and they and then what does he say the prizes for winning the uh... Uh, the
2: car that Jason Bateman's character always wanted but never could get yes. right his dream car since he was a kid I thought that was
1: and funny. they kind of carry they carry this whole oh this is just a fun. Like weird game that Brooks brought to us, the couples think of this for a good chunk of the movie.
2: Yeah, I was I was gonna say I enjoyed the fact that they it, they cut that off. I'd say about midway. I'm glad they did that and they, yeah. it became what reality because yeah. I thought they ended it exactly when it needed to be ended because I I didn't want to see a movie the where they thought for the whole time and mm-hmm. it was fake. I, I want to see a movie. Where I it also liked
1: how it. when the people <coughs> who were supposed the, like the actual actors that were supposed to come in and quote unquote kidnapped someone what was supposed to be the actual game i just found it funny how it was so obvious like i don't know just the way they set that up the way they carried it was like you could see that actually being like um, something you'd be a part of and it was just funny but yeah the way they carried this that everyone thinks this is just a game night for yeah. so much of the movie was so funny because then they all kind of separately have this oh no this is serious like this because is... they
0: had that and then back to the whole subplot idea too, like each character had their own thing going on. Like even the the cop character um, played by what was Jesse, Jesse Plemons, Plemons. Jesse Plemons. He, he who's on like He's been in like really serious stuff, like you said. He's he was been, in an episode yeah. of Black Mirror, he's, he's, and he uh, was he's he was like, in the last two or three seasons of Breaking Bad as like a pretty serious character too. Oh but in, in in this, he just kind of like he plays a serious character, but it's like so awkward that it's yeah, funny. So and unsettling. so he yeah, and he so he has his whole subplot of like his wife still being in love with her, but she doesn't like him at all because he's weird. And then uh, my one of my favorite ones was. Uh, Billy Magnuson the guy who dates Instagram models he plays a character named Ryan and uh, he brings this like British woman along with him that night and he, he keeps talking about fight clubs the whole movie He's like I oh, hear yeah. I hear British, like ri- rich rich, rich people like have these like fight clubs in their basements and they have to at one point in the movie they have to go steal this this um, egg to um,
1: to it's supposed to be the egg that um, Brooks was supposed to give to this this drug lord this international criminal uh so they're supposed to be stealing it back in order to give it to this criminal to get brooks back uh it turns out that the egg is just fake it's like just like this plastic thing but inside is a list of uh people on like the fbi's witness protection program
0: um but then when they go to the house to steal it there's uh he, th- there's a fight club in the basement and it's like this big reveal that like you know is coming the whole movie but he's like so once it pays off it's just so it's just it. very like, very refreshing he's and so then, excited like yeah. he's like
1: I told you it's real it's a rich person fight club and he gets it so good and after,
0: after that was my favorite part of the movie where they were running around the house this throwing the egg to each other and it was all, like, mixed with CGI, too, but it was all, like, one shot. It was, like, a bit, it was, like it was kind of a, kind of a, like, a fight scene, not really. A it was more like a, more like a chase scene, but in the house, and it was just, the camera was all over the place, going up and down on each floor, and that was, that was really good. That Speaking of which, the, the, there wasn't really, like, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, jump cut guy. I notice stuff like that. Jump cut, for you, who don't, for you guys who don't know, uh, is, like, when the shot will will cut and the character might be like leaning on the table if they weren't before and it, it doesn't really make sense that yeah, they could have changed their near position nearers. in that that amount of time. So there wasn't a lot of that in this movie which usually happens with a lot of like a lot of these, these slapstick comedy kind of movies. Like yeah. uh, a lot of Will Ferrell movies and stuff. But um, the editing in this movie was just really good and so was the cinematography. Uh, namingly the part where it would like, it was like a, a long like a really wide shot, and it would look like a board game. Yeah, no, that yeah. was the, great. Yeah, It was,
2: was a lot of those subtle transitions in yeah. the film that made it look like different board games, which I absolutely love. I I
1: love that quote unquote one shot sequence. Like halfway through, I realized, that and I was like, oh, this is. This is very refreshing because I think a lot of comedy movies, even the high brow ones, even the big successful ones, I think they try to focus more on just writing than they do like actual cinematography and actual mm-hmm. film. Which in that case, like you might as well just make it like a play or a stand up special. But this one, like, they actually did some creative things visually. They did some they had some very well edited moments. Um, when they're in car chase scenes, they have this type of shot, which I've seen be used recently, where the camera kind of stays, like, fixated on the car. It's kind of hard to explain without seeing it. But it's a very fun technique, and I feel like a lot more comedy movies need to realize that there's more to the film than just smart writing and just getting, like, your favorite comedians. Like, in order to be a good comedy film, you have to still be a good film.
2: I absolutely agree, and I think this movie is a great sort of like, very representative of comedy films today in both its best and worst parts. And that it's a fun movie, but you'd never go, this is one of the best movies of the year. And we see that with a lot of (laughs) films, dramatic films really have taken a turn. And if it's a comedy that's, you know, getting critical acclaim these days, or that is like of superb quality, it's gonna be something like Lady Bird, where it's jokes, but it's just painting reality. What I like about movies like Game Night and I think in the early 2000s we had more of them. Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder is that they take absurdity and reality and combine them as opposed to reality, which is the ladybird, or absurdity, which is the space balls, you know? Mm-hmm. They oh, decide no between balls. those two, and it's a mm-hmm. happy median that I think we gave up on, and I, I think Adam Sandler killed it. I think Adam, <laughs> I think Adam <laughs> it's Sandler... It's your fault, Adam Sandler?
1: Adam Sandler. ...killed the comedic formula. Because we know you're listening to these opinions of... Three random film students. You killed comedy. You, k- you killed
2: comedy movies, at the movie theater, that yeah. aren't ending. Well, at least he's on Netflix now for he the next know. few yeah. years.
0: But uh, yeah, so really, like, I think this movie was was really just smart. I think that's like the I came I, when I came out of it when I saw it. I, that was like the first thing I thought it was just like this yeah. is this is smart. And I was thinking, you know, this is like Tropic Thunder, and and I think a lot of the mo- comedies that come out today like I'll go see them. I kind of have a soft spot for rom-coms or just straight mm-hmm. comedies. And uh I will I will go see like like the new Jumanji was okay. It it was funny and it did what solid, it was supposed yeah. to. I I think I actually enjoyed uh Baywatch a lot more than I should have. Are you kidding? It, yeah, it was just.
1: I finished was, watching Baywatch with my family, and I think the first thing I said was, "Well, I know why that movie didn't get talked about much. Like, I think Baywatch <laughs> was one of the first, one of one of the worst movies I've ever seen.
0: One of the one of the worst. I think a movie that tried to, I don't know. Um, Jack Plaque had a hard time coming back. That rhymes uh, for a while. He he was in this movie called uh, the D Train. He
2: was in Goosebumps.
0: Have you, have you heard about this movie? I haven't
2: heard of the D-Train. I remember hearing that he was in Goosebumps. I think Jack Black, ironically, post Traffic Thunder is unwatchable. But then you have School of yeah. Rock, Tenacious D, and I love him in those. Well,
1: he, he took a break because he was He's raising focusing his on kids. his family, raising yeah. his kids. And I think like the past couple years he started making this comeback. And I think Jumanji, based on how well it did, how well it was mm-hmm. received, both box office and critically, I think it's going to be a really good stepping point for him to get yeah. back into it because like yeah. mid 2000s like Jack Black was one of the kings yeah. of movie theater comedy. And I
0: think Jumanji was one of the first movies like that like Vacation, you know, was bringing back a beloved franchise from what what was I don't even the 80s, 70s even. Yeah. Uh, like National 70s Lampoon movies, 80s. yeah. So, and they didn't really handle that right. You know, it was more of like a let's just hit him with all the bathroom jokes and bathroom humor. But yeah. Jumanji was like very focused on how a lot of people took Robin Williams' performance in the original Jumanji to heart as like a, you know, this is like a family thing, you know. And they wanted to make a fun-for-the-family movie, and I think they did. So, but a lot of movies you see these days, like, uh, you remember uh, that Kevin Hart, Will Ferrell movie, Get Hard? You see yeah, that? Yes. It was terrible. It was so it bad. It was
2: terrible. What I would give it credit for, and what I do want to hear your thoughts on about Game Night, because I, it is my, my idea on the purpose of comedy, is I think that movie had something to say. And I wonder, I, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, many smarter people will disagree, but I think comedy, an essential part to comedy is speaking truth to power and speaking truth to the powerful and critiquing some form of society and observing
0: it. Because, by the way, Riley's a yeah, an I've upcoming been, stand-up comedian. Yeah. So. Yes, yeah, so shameless he was,
2: plug. I've been doing it for a t- an amount of time <laughs> to varied levels of success. But... Um, I think, like, I wonder what Game Night is trying to say. Is it just trying yeah. to entertain us? Which is okay, you're allowed to just try and entertain And that's what movies are for in the long run, like. Well, I think movies are important to speak truth to power, because I think mm-hmm. a lot of movies do that in a way that sort of gets under that initial guard we have, where we don't want to change the way we're thinking, but movies are able to say, look, empathize for a second see the character's perspective or see how awful the character is like if you look at once again mel brooks does a great job of satirizing i always think of um blazing saddles he um really just went after racism in that film in a way of just showing how absurd injustice is and how absurd wrong things are and abuses of power are so when i look at game night i see a fun movie but do you guys see any
0: substantial critiques or do we want to say it was a fun time it was entertaining I mean, you know, I don't think there's ever going to be a comedy like this that's going to be made that's going to be, like, an Oscar contender. You know, it's not going to get on that level. Even yeah. of Lady Bird. You know, Lady Bird yeah. was pretty funny the whole time <coughs> with just the relationships between the characters. Yeah. And that's, like, smart writing in in mm-hmm. at its at its base level. But I, I think Game Night, like, a movie like this that's just smart, but it was also, like, a mystery movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. You, think but you
1: could, like... It wasn't forcing you to think much about the mystery, but if you wanted to, you could piece things together. I didn't, I didn't,
0: yeah, I, I wasn't, the whole, throughout the movie, I did not piece it together. Like, I did not see, there were, like, three or four twists, which was, which was good. And then there was, like, a almost twist at the end with, uh, when they, like, beat the bad guy, like, finally, and then Kyle Chandler was like, alright, now, uh, like Jimmy or something <laughs> like go on go ahead and get up like good job and then they were like what and I was like, oh honestly, no wouldn't that be crazy be though so like wouldn't it be that. crazy if I planned this whole thing
2: yeah like, that would have been a few too many twists for me
1: yeah I was gonna yeah. be so upset because like you just had it set up perfectly as it was like you've already had it so funny but um, it
0: didn't do that it didn't go for like the cheap like it did no. like this whole thing was a joke I mean it, but with the cop, that was funny when he faked his I death. Loved Gary. But anyway, uh, this movie was just really smart. And for those of you who just had the whole thing spoiled for you, or have seen it, uh, I I kind of want to see it again. Honestly, I think it's I would love it's, it's good enough. It again. Yeah. It's,
1: I feel like it's a movie that. When you see it once, you can see it a second time with someone else for the mm-hmm. first time. Yeah, it time. seems like a good movie to yeah. watch with people.
0: No, I was like, as soon as I got out of this movie, I was like, I texted my my mom. I was like, you and dad have to go see this. You'd love this. Like shout this, out to this to is the just parents. Shout, shout out, out to, the to you girls. guys. Um, but no, I, I any critiques of this movie? Critiques? I mean, besides
2: my pretension on the point of speaking truth to power. No, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a good time. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely a movie if you're scrolling your tv with your friends and like oh what can we watch but you know you're going to talk through half of it and you'll still get enjoyment from it game
0: night
1: like This would this, be a great netflix film. When, I was like gonna gonna say, if it were on netflix I would, I would watch goes it goes on streaming it, it i think it's going to gain something of like a cult following it's Ooh. just it kind of has that kind of setup Not, i
2: don't know so i don't the, know about a cult following i
0: think it's a good it's, it's a good time but yeah. i don't know if it's anything i think special. i think that you know if you if you're looking for a fun thing to go see with your friends and you haven't seen Black Panther yet cuz you should have by now. <laughs> just watched it this morning. Wow, oh, just, really? just yeah. Yeah. Me That's right a, now? That's a different. Yeah. I seen it over
1: spring break. Listen, I've been broke for the past like two months. <laughs> okay. okay, Riley or right. Tyler, whatever your name is. <laughs>
0: no, uh, yeah, no. And, and like if you're looking for a Friday night movie to get a group of people to go see a movie with this is you you would enjoy this if you are in our age range especially, but yeah. my parents loved this movie. They thought it was super smart as well. I
1: think, I think my dad, shout out to my dad, I think he'd love this too. Um, yeah. So I think that's like pretty much think, everything we have, but I have one other shameless plug. So Riley and I last month were involved with uh, uh, Coca-Cola and Regal Cinema's annual college competition where colleges get together, they produce a commercial And they sent into this competition. Riley and I were both involved with Elon University's submission. And the commercials went live today. So if you go to coke.com slash regalfilms, you can vote for Elon University's entry. And you can also use the hashtag, what is it, hashtag contestmovielife on Twitter to help us get the fan favorite. Um, I think we have one of the best commercials. I'd
2: have to agree with you there, Tyler.
1: <laughs> I had a lot of fun on that You'd shoot. You have to. <laughs> I have contractually have yeah, to agree. Contractually obligated. That. <laughs> I had a lot of fun on that shoot. It was a good learning experience. I was Absolutely. super tired. So, go check out those links uh, because it's a lot of fun, and you'll probably see our twitters there around the same places. And follow us on Twitter. What's everyone's Twitter?
0: Oh, uh, mine is Tate Beckerer one one five nine eight. Very my my last name is B E C H E R E R. If you really wanna like you find me or stalk me or find out where I live, so yeah.
1: Mine is at t underscore chavez ninety eight.
0: And mine is at riley w bradford.
1: So if you like three film students who also think they have funny things to say, you can follow, follow us, on on us on Twitter. I only
0: I only tweet about movie stuff yeah. and the Oscars. I I went on quite the quite the trading bin the rant. Shout out to Guillermo del Toro for <laughs> pulling out that random him best him guest picture. You called oh, it though, sure. Tyler. Last week, I did. Week. You, you did call me. best picture.
1: I called almost all the big non-winners. Well, me too.
0: Uh, I just I did, did not, not see Shape of Water, coming. which is a shame.
2: Wait, what did you? You stopped watching halfway. I through, I stopped right? watching halfway through because I'm sick of the establishment, and I've decided to be <laughs> a socialist when it comes to film. I'm but done that, with the system. That yeah, was I'm our second straight. episode of spoilers only, please. We discussed game night, comedy in general, and. The commercial Tyler commercial. and I shot. Um, thank you so much for listening. We're hoping to put out some more episodes in the next
0: few weeks. And we hope you continue to listen and maybe send us some money on Venmo. All right. Or just send us comments on yeah anything or suggestions of movies you want to see us talk about.
1: Yes, we're trying to aim for more movies that are out now. But, you know, they'll be dry spells. We'll probably have to break that rule eventually.
2: Yeah. Yes. Things to look forward to, we've talked about. We're going to be covering Annihilation next episode. I think so. And yeah. then we're going to be touching on Love, Simon. And I think we'll work on our schedule from there.
1: Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed.
2: See ya. Bye.